Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. How you say it, or how do you say it, is going to be the topic of this uh, go-round. We're going to have this fun exercise in, in linguistics, say that three times fast, uh, both inside and outside of the financial realm. I'm going to give a word or a phrase, and Eric, you can tell us if you know which one you use, maybe give us an explanation to the difference of it and the terminology, and folks can play along, so this should be pretty fun. So, All right, Eric, so let's play this game. You ready? I am. All right, what do you say? Do you say tennis shoes, sneakers, or gym shoes? Uh, I'm trying to think in my haste when I'm the only way I can think of why I call them is if I'm asking my wife where they are. Okay. So uh, I think gym shoes. Gym shoes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Or maybe tennis shoes. I think I think probably tennis shoes. Yeah. Either okay. tennis shoes or yeah. gym shoes. Yeah. Usually tennis shoes. Yeah. Or I'll say tennis. Where's my tennis at? You know that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm with you there. And how about this one? Market crash, market correction, or bear market. Well, each one of those has some some different meanings. Um, I think the uh, media hypes it every time the market goes down. They're calling it a crash, the market crash or corrected. It's very true, right, even you though know. it's something more like a correction, right? But they right. call it a crash or something. And a correction should be usually greater than 20%. Um, and a bear market is going to be an extended period of time because the market overall <laughs> move around all the time. But you don't want to say, oh, this week it's a bear market. Next week it's a bull market. It's up or down. <laughs> right. So typically uh, a long market's going to be usually 10 it's gotta years It's got to be prolonged, more. right? Yeah. Right. So we have this chart that we uh, that we show folks that goes back to 1897, tracking the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And the reason to go back that far is because the data is the same. They calculate the Dow the same. Now, none of the original companies are still in the Dow that they were the original one. There was right. one left, and they just kicked them out two years ago, which is unheard of. And that was General Electric. That's that GE, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what you can see in this chart is that there's been five bull markets and four bear markets. Hmm. We talk about these extended period of times. Yeah. So now you can have a cyclical bull inside of a secular bear. <laughs> just saying oh that boy, you have a secular bear inside of a cyclical bull. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's all. You can go a deep dive on this stuff. But just remember, markets go up or down. Um, it's not all hype. You know, if you went onto an elevator and instead of said up or down, it said um, soar or plunge. <laughs> You're that's, probably that's a great way of thinking about that. Yeah, I'm gonna take. Uh, gonna go down. I got punched three floors today on the elevator. <laughs> you might not want to take the elevator at that point, right? <laughs> no, you'd be taking the stairs. Maybe that's a great way for us to lose more weight and be more active. We should <laughs> label it that way. We should label it their New Year's resolution. Uh, we're gonna market that right there. There we go. Well, and a lot of times we'll also hear maybe even market pullback, right? And and I think right. pullback is probably a bit more common because that's when we just you know it's maybe down five percent, you know, or three percent or something like that. And versus. You have to- Oh, go ahead. You have to remember every day, okay, every day they're evaluating these companies, and there's a lot of things that go into it to determine what the stock price should be. Now, supply and demand is a big one. What drives that supply and demand is the outlook for that company. So there's a change in interest rates. There's a change in um, their profitability. There's a change in management. There's all these change in um, laws, right? Regulatory environment. All this stuff goes into that calculation. And they're oh, yeah. coming back to yeah. present value. So, okay, now it's worth this. 
Well, if that's higher than what it was the day before, guess what? It'll probably go up because people want it. Yep. And if it's less, then people say, oh, that's a dog. I'm going to sell it. You know, so it's, that's again, Warren Buffett. flows, you know. You, you, you take him. If you're not going to own it for 10 years, don't own it for 10 minutes, right? Yep. These and are Buffett, buying yeah. pieces of companies. They're going to have ebbs and flows to them, but in the long term, if they have good, solid companies with good management and good products, they're going to be fine. Yep. All right. Well, we're playing How Do You Say It? So we're going through some different things. Do you call it a market crash? Do you call it a correction? Do you call it a pullback? Uh, we did the, the gym shoes on the first one. Let's go to number three. Uh, do you say fireflies or like my dad, who was very Southern, do you say, he would say, he couldn't even say lightning, right? He'd say lightning bugs. <laughs> do you say lightning <laughs> bugs or fireflies? I say fireflies. Yeah, me too. Um, it's a cooler sounding word. Yeah. Yeah, it's a because it's got a little uh, like they could you know land on you and burst into flames. A little, little, little like danger that. there, a little firefly. Yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's funny when depending on where you're at in the country, right? You say different things for different stuff. Uh, I've got another one on here. Uh, you and I were talking about it as well. Do you say soda or do you say pop? Right. Um, yeah, I'm a. I'm a born on the West Coast, so I say soda. My wife says pop. Everyone you know in the Midwest says pop. Yeah, and it's weird because I've always been on the East Coast, and I always was used to saying soda, but a lot of the places that I live, they would say pop as well. So it's very strange. I mean, obviously, the soda pop was probably the original, right? And it just kind of right. divided off from there. All right, let's go back to another financial one here. How about junk bonds or high-yield bonds? How do you say it? I prefer junk bonds because then it's more descriptive of what you're actually buying. <laughs> yeah, it got kind of a makeover with the high yield, right? It makes it sound yeah. sexier, right? Yeah, high yield. Who doesn't want high? Ooh, I Ooh. want my yields high. Yeah, that sounds really attractive. So there's these things called exchange-traded funds. Exchange-traded funds are like a mutual fund, but it trades like a stock. Okay, so um, due to technology, they can trade them throughout the day. Well, there's one that has high yield bonds in it. Well, guess what its ticker symbol is? It's three letters. It's J-N-K. So what does that spell? It's <laughs> junk. It's right, right there in the title. They're not even hiding it. So the thing is, is that now, does junk mean that it's automatically going to default? No. What it means is that you're buying from a company whose uh, borrowing capability is diminished, right? Whether it's, it's credit rating. Like, let's say that, uh, you know, your kids just graduated college, have no job. They're going to go in and try and borrow money for a car. Is a bank going to give them their best rate or they can give them a rate for people that might have a higher probability of default, right? The same thing with companies borrowing money. So a junk bond is just a company that, you know, might have financial difficulties in paying it back. So they get charged more interest rates, which means they yield more. So yeah. just understand what you're buying it for. doesn't mean they're automatically going to go bankrupt, but yep. you know, if you're, if you're taking your retirement dollars and want to invest them, uh, don't put too much in the junk bond category. Well, and that's how we heard them for a long time. And then, yeah, they got like a Madison Avenue marketing makeover, right? And they started calling them high yield because it doesn't sound as negative, right? So, Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All right. Number five here, stocks or equities? How do you say it? And those are interchangeable all the time, but I typically say stocks. Um, equity is kind of a, especially today now, that's more of a charged term. But they do mean ownership, fractional ownership of a company. Mm, Just like I always have to remember when I say the market, I got to remember to say stock market. Because some people, I say market, they think going to the grocery store. (laughs) Right? Um, That's true. Very true. Yeah. yeah. So you just have to make sure you quantify that. But stock is what I typically use. Equity, they're, they're both the same, but... Just different folks will understand stock more than they will equity. Okay. How about this one? Financial advisor, financial planner, stockbroker, investment advisor. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little difference in here. Right. Just like when people ask me what I do, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, they meet people for the first time. What do you do? I say I'm a retirement planner. So I throw another curveball. Oh, another one. Okay. Nice. Yeah. 
The whole thing is advisor versus planner. Well, stockbroker, you can say that one's that, that's just somebody that's that completely different. Buys and sells, right? Yeah. But a financial advisor versus an investment advisor. Investment advisor typically is only going to run investments, right? They are looking at managing money. Okay, you give them your money, they're going to do the best that they their capabilities to just putting that money into different things, whether it be stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, something like that, right? A financial advisor is supposed to oversee your plan, and that's where the planning piece comes in. And they're offering advice on more than just the investments. They're also offering advice in the world of insurances and uh, taxes and those kinds of things. Now, me call myself a retirement planner means I want to work with a specific group of individuals, which are people that are close or near to or into retirement. Because the skill set or the way that I manage assets or put together plans is more suited for people in that demographic, as opposed to people on the other end of the spectrum that are just starting out. Now, they may go to a financial advisor to learn, okay, budgeting, right? And um, the different insurances I need to have. You know, when I'm first starting out, I need a lot of term insurance because what if something happens to one of us? So I need some disability insurance potentially, how much to save, all those types of things. People that are nearing retirement kind of have those things solved. So what they're looking for is how can I protect some of these assets as I need to generate an income from them? How can I reduce my tax liability? How can I protect my spouse? How can I transition the money I have left over more efficiently to my family? Those types of things. That's what we specialize in. So we're not all the same. People try to think we're all the same, but just like going to a doctor, you can go to a general practitioner, you can go to yeah, a specialist. Exactly. Yep. Right? Yeah. Same you, thing. And that's where you're coming, you know, doing a little bit of diligence on your homework when you're looking for someone uh, is to kind of look at what they do and, and the types of things, the types of uh, people that they service and so on and so forth so you can find the right fit for you because there is a bit of a difference and that's where some of the designations and licenses and all that kind of stuff come in. You can check all that stuff. You can go to FINRA.org, lots of different places where you can find that information. As a matter of fact, one more wrinkle in that, Eric, I've seen it where advisors spell with an O and sometimes with an E, right? Yes. Like, yes. what is the difference? Um, advisor with an O or an E? <laughs> uh, we had this actually when we did our ADV. We actually had to look at that. So we're advisor with an O. Mm-hmm. Um, for advisor is uh, with an E is, I got to look that up. I don't remember. We're yeah, but it's just funny, o. right? It's just to get mm-hmm. another wrinkle into all those things. So uh, definitely, you know, worthwhile again to do your homework when trying to find the right fit for you. Uh, and that's one of the reasons we do the show is to give you a great way just to kind of you know get to know Eric and listen to some things and hear some different concepts and so on and so forth. And then you know come in for a financial review, come in for that retirement readiness review, and see if it's the right fit for you. But let's finish this up. We got two more. We're gonna do these real fast. We'll make this one quick. Water fountain, drinking fountain, or bubbler? I've never heard bubbler. No, I think that's a maybe an East old school one, but I say water fountain. Yeah. Okay. Me too. I always say water fountain. Uh, and then finally, clients or customers. Uh, we call them clients um, because nicer, customer has is nothing wrong with being a customer, sure. but more transaction based. You know, like I think about uh, flower shop, bakery, right? You know, restaurants like that. Yeah. Hey, these mm-hmm. are customers. Client means you're establishing a relationship with them, um, and sometimes when a client comes in, you do work for that client that doesn't generate any sales, right? And that's the interesting thing when people come in for reviews and meetings and that kind of stuff, and they're like. Well, what do I owe for this, or what am I am I signing anything? Like, no, we're just doing a tune-up. This is what's included in the fees that we charge is these interactions that we have. Where all we're going to do is talk about you and your plan. And you know, sometimes there might be some tweaks that we need to make, which may require moving assets around. Other times, it's not. We're just going, hey, that you're doing well. Answer any questions that you have. Talk about stuff. You know, maybe make a referral to an attorney or CPA or something like that. And that's 
part of it. So you have more of an easygoing relationship as opposed to, oh, I walk in that door, they're going to try and sell me something, which is right. how transactional-based customers would be. In I a like client that. situation, hey, you might just have a nice conversation with somebody and you know, find out everything is working well and you, know, you walk out with your wallet intact. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.